Let's get trashed. It's in the can. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Let's Get Trashed. Let's. This is a very special episode. This is the first of our new series, Let's Get Trashed in the Can. I'm going to do, I even, I already have a voiceover planned for like the you top. You do? Yeah. I love it. I'm do you do have a song? No, my buddy Maldo wants to write one for We got to get a little jingle. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've, I've tried thinking about one. Uh, Maldo, who was my co-host on episode 11, The North Man, uh, Maldo Lopez, at Del Toro's Music on Instagram. He wants to do one for me because he's, he's been a fan from day one. Great. He's my ride or die, yeah. my brother Maldo. Um, but for the In the Can episodes, such as this one, I, I thought I'm going to do a... Uh, uh, I'm gonna do a voiceover at the top. Great. Uh, let's get trashed. It's in the can. Oh yeah. I'm doing the a EA, little plug. I'm doing the EA Sports. Oh yeah. Okay. Nice. It's because okay. it's supposed to EA Sports. It's in the game. Yeah. But I'm doing in the can. It's in it's the, the can. It's the same cadence. Let's get trashed. It's in the can. Just use that. You've already got to record it recorded. That was perfect. No, I'll probably I'll probably vo- I, I won't What's know how take? to. May, I, yeah, I don't know how to copy this section and cut. I'm you know I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna redo it. Okay. But. For anybody looking to hire a studio musician, I am a model of consistency, mm-hmm. and I can get you the exact same performance every single time. Yeah, that was very consistent. And I'm gonna get yeah. it. I'm gonna get it again. You're gonna hear the voiceover before this, and then by the time you're listening to this, you're like, "That was the exact same." Did he use that? Did he copy and paste it? Did he and copy he, and paste? And no, because he just said he didn't. You won't know the difference. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. Yeah. That's how perfect my performance is. Everybody nice. at Nick Tazo Drums on Instagram. I'm for hire. Um, no, I'm kidding. I have too much work. Don't hire me. I'm kidding. Hire me. Yeah, definitely hire him, but you can't afford him. You can afford me. Yeah, you can. <laughs> I'm I'm very affordable. Hold on. Don't now we're now we're, deal. now we're getting deal. into jokes that aren't funny. I know. Are we allowed to talk about music? Yeah, it's funny that we're it's like a, it's a podcast about it's movies. Literally, and other everything stuff. we do is music. Yep. But we're talking about movies. Yeah, and that's honestly dope. <laughs> I don't know. I love movies. Yeah. I love movies. Everybody loves movies. And I can talk about it. I don't know. The, I don't think the music stuff I could talk about is as interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, because I do a lot of, la- you know, I, I can talk about the history of the Contra Danza in fucking Cuba for out, however long. But, yeah. it, you know. That couldn't be a podcast. No. Yeah. That's more of like a It'd be ser- for like. It's like a series of 20 TikToks. very older men. Yeah, yeah, and all the guys that are all the all the, all the dudes I know that would be interested in, in that kind of like Latin music history are the guys that taught it to me and know they more already than, know about they know it. more yeah. than me anyways. So and they're also not podcast fans. Yeah, imagine. Anyway, once again, I'm here with my wonderful guest co-host Jimmy D. Hello, guys. Thanks again for joining me. I'm here, very excited to talk here about at the this Let's movie. Get Trashed break rooms at the top of the Chrysler Building. We're here, dude. I just saw a robbery. I've seen a lot of crime up here, but I still think New York is a good place. Yeah, it's, I think the crime rate is going down, and I'm going to be the first one to say it. You're you're calling it. I'm you're, calling we've, it. We've turned the corner. We've turned the corner. I'm the night it is now. the night is darkest crime, before the dawn. Amen. Crime is going down in New York. You've heard it here first. <laughs> heard it here first. We're New York. You're back, baby. You're back. <laughs> we're, we're back. What am I saying? We, because we're here at the we are here. at the top of the Chrysler Building. It's cool that you flew me out to New York for uh, this podcast. I flew. I fly my. I commute every week. Yeah. To, to the Let's Get Trash Industries. At first, I was thinking we don't have to do this, but then once I got here, I was like, 
We do have to. It's do an this. atmosphere. Yeah, we thing. do. It, we it have, is a vibe. We have yeah. to do all our recording. I like the police sirens. I like yeah. like distant yelling. Like help me, you yeah. Know? And then I'm like, it's going down. Don't worry, crime's going down. You know. Yeah. We we got you know yeah. we got the let's get trash studios. We got the let's get trashed after dark studios, mm-hmm. which longtime viewers will recognize. Uh, those are different parts of the Chrysler building. But now we're in the break room. This is a more casual atmosphere. Very casual. Yeah. Very casual. Um, <clears throat> and today. The reason this is a special Let's Get Trashed in the Can episode is because we are talking for the first time about a movie that is not currently in theaters or is not a recent uh, streaming release. This is not a recent release. I. It's a throwback. This is a 2018 film. Is it 2018? I'm pretty sure. I thought it was like 2012. You know what? I'm sorry. It is. Yeah, it's. 2012. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's 20. It's 2012. Yeah, it's a throw. It's a throwback movie episode. Throwback movie episode. Yeah. But, um, despite it not being super contemporary, we want to do it because it's uh, Jimmy's favorite movie. I would say so. Your man. favorite movie. It's hard to say like you have a favorite movie, but yeah, I, there's not a movie that the only movie I've recommended more than this movie is what we do in the shadows. Okay. Which, which so I, I which would I've say, never seen. It's very good. All right. It's very, very good. Um, and I'm not like a, a movie like cinema snob or anything like that, but this movie has moved me like in a way, like a very special way. And uh, I think it's 100% worth watching. Obviously, we'll get into the details of that. But Jimmy's favorite movie and yeah. my favorite filmmaker, the movie is Midnight in Paris. Yes. By the incomparable director, screenwriter Woody Allen. Yes. Um, Oscar winning screen uh you know won the sc- won the oscar for uh best original screenplay this movie did oh yeah i didn't even know that yeah yeah that's great um yeah i mean because it is the most original thing and again it would have won the oscar best original screenplay if he had made it the first time in 1970 it would have won the oscar for best original screenplay if he made it the second time in 1992 you know he he eventually got around to it. He eventually yeah. got around to it, found a cast, and was able to do it. And uh, perfect and- timing. <clears throat> this is a time. This is like a gift from the universe. Like whatever timing that he was able to make it in, then this is exactly when it was supposed to be made. Yeah, I love. So we're not gonna, you know, we're gonna get right into it, folks, because this is a ten-year-old movie. Should, should we say there's going to be spoilers? No, you know, there's no such thing as spoilers on a 10-year-old movie. That's what I would by the, say. By yeah. the way, they killed Jaws. They, <laughs> all right? They the Bruce they, Willis it was ghost. Yeah, Bruce Willis, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Bruce Willis is a ghost. Bruce Willis is a ghost. They killed Jaws with an exploding hey? gas tank or whatever. Darth Vader's the father. Darth Vader's Luke's father. All right. All right. Moving on. There's no such thing as spoilers for a yeah. fucking 10-year-old movie. That's true. Um, if you I would say even honestly, two years. Yeah, I I agree with you one hundred percent. Yeah, like I want to. I want to. Like hear if sp- you're asking, you're just being nice. But I want to like, hear spoilers. Yeah, that movie, the that Stephen King movie, The Mist. I didn't watch The Mist. I had no intention of watching it, but uh, uh, my college roommate saw it and hated it. And 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 he was like, "It sucks." And I was like, "Well, why?" He's like, "I don't want to tell you the ending." He's like, it's got the worst ending I've ever heard. And and he and I was like, just tell me, dude. I'm not going to see this movie. Yeah, if you're give, not going to see it, I don't, I don't give a shit. shit. Tell yeah. me. And then he told me the ending, and I was like, I have to go see this movie. 
he thought it sucked. I yeah. think it's the. I think it might be the best. It might be the best movie ending ever. Really? I mean, it's good. It, no, in like not. a funny way, like a campy way. Yes. If you okay, the, you know, you know who thinks it's the best movie ending ever? Who? The Joker. <laughs> the. <laughs> yeah, the Joker. If you haven't read the top ten Joker's list of, yeah. of movies, the Joker has a letterbox account. Yeah, the, and <laughs> his his number one. His number one best ending is The Mist, 2008, 2009. Yeah. He uh, also likes Weekend at Bernie's. The Mist. Yeah. <laughs> He's an eclectic guy, the Joker. Yeah. He really is. Like, you think his opinions are one way, and they're not. Yeah. Um, he likes Lincoln for some reason, for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. He's also... he. He also loves Greg Gutfield in it's the five. He's just yeah, like, he's, where is he going? The, you just yeah. can't tell like what he likes. Yeah, the Joker's Joker's weird. He's a wild cat. In MSNBC and Fox News, he's, this guy he's likes all everything. Over, he's all over the place. <laughs> he's just down. The the anyway, the Joker loves the ending of the Mist because it's wildly aggressive. Yeah. Um. There's no need for it to. There's, there's, it's unnecessary for it to be this okay. ridiculous. It, so, I, but when I was told about it, it was completely spoiled. I was like, I have to go see. I have to go see. So, it. a spoiler convinced you to see a movie, which is hundred yeah, percent. I would say pretty rare, uh, probably for most people. Um, I don't like spoilers uh, if it's something I care about, which is very little. Um, I'm not most people. I'm built different. Yeah, you are built different because um, I've never heard of that. <laughs> I didn't know that was yeah. possible. Um, have you seen the ending of like the newest Hellboy? I know we're gonna get we're gonna get into the midnight. newest Hellboy. That's so fu- I didn't yeah. know there was a new. I you with know. the guy from Stranger Things. What's his name? He plays the cop in Stranger Things. Did you see Stranger? No, Things? I've never watched Stranger okay. Things. Um, okay, absolutely. The it. Okay, well then I have no legs to stand on other than that movie is very grotesque and has such a weird and like non necessary ending of just nonsense. But is it help? Is it still Ron Perlman? As Hellboy? No, this is a newer thing that they did. They rebooted Hellboy. They reboot, yeah, okay. like four years ago. Damn, movies were hot then. I'm surprised you didn't hear about I'm, that. I'm behind the times. I wasn't watching movies four years ago. Yeah, except for the uh, uh, you know whatever the new Marvel shit was. When yeah, I, I was stuck in that quagmire that I've since. You're broken free. You extricated you, myself. Yeah, you're 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 out of the cult. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I do, I put in my time. That's like the first clip we ever put out on Let's Get Trashed is me talking about yeah. how I did my like I like you a did sol- your time. I did like a soldier in yeah. Nam. I did my two tours. You're fine. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. Um let's talk about the newest yeah. let's talk about Dark Strange. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> is this a gotcha episode? Gotcha, bitch. You gotcha, you're, you're just kidding. How's the guest how's the guest gotcha-ing the yeah. host? Gotcha, bitch. Um we are talking about Midnight in Paris. Where do we start? Let's start in 1964. Okay. With the Woody Allen essay, A Twenties Memory. Okay. Um, which can be found in his uh, collection of essays called Getting Even. Um, which is... That sounds chill. Yeah. It, it's, just a, it's just a collection of short stories and essays. Okay. Very yeah. funny. Very hilarious. Um. And it's it's Woody Allen telling the story about him in the 1920s hanging out with Gertrude Stein, Hemingway, Juan Gris, who's not in Midnight in Paris, but he was in the original. So obviously like a fictional. Yeah, Woody Allen was a child in the 20s. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But he, 
he tells fantasizing the, about yeah he tells these with, stories about him hanging out with it's just a his heroes i would imagine yeah for to some to some extent yeah uh the, the fitzgeralds um picasso so and so you know talking about talking about uh hanging out with these people and the the recurring joke is that Hemingway puts on, you know, Hemingway always puts on boxing gloves and breaks his nose. Yeah, at the end of every discussion, um, it's just very. Woody Allen's a great writer. He's a very absurdist comic. Mm. Um, he wrote, he wrote, he's a, the best as far as like in comedy. He's the best joke writer of all time. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he's he's yeah. I, that's not just me saying that. Um, but he's as far as a as far as a writer as far as. Joke. Woody Allen's jokes on paper are as funny as as any as yeah. any joke ever written. Um, some guys are are funny because of like their energy or because of sure. whatever. Yeah, and then there's some guys are writers. Yeah, uh, you know, currently Sam Morell is a writer, mm-hmm. very low energy, but he's an incredible writer. Todd Berry, low energy guy. Yep. The joke is not necessarily his delivery, although his voice is very funny. But the material he writes—if you wrote his jokes out on paper—he's a genius. Um, I've got two in the regular. Longtime fans of Let's Get Trash will have seen in the regular Let's Get Trash studios. There's several Todd Berry posters on the wall because he's one of my favorite comics. And I've seen him a million times. Um, I could go grab my Woody Allen vinyls from well yeah you me. well i mean you have books i mean i didn't know he was i i, I don't know anything about woody allen other than he directed this movie yeah so i have all I his books know, and all his vinyl know, records i didn't know there were vinyl records he's, like that's news to me he's arguably i mean i don't know he's one of the best stand-up comedians of all time i didn't know he did stand-up comedy oh yeah okay that's great yeah, yeah. he started he hosted he guest we should probably address show. that lightly not maybe even completely but mm-hmm. He has some allegations, I would he imagine, does. which like I don't attribute always to art, and I'm saying that dangerously. But like sometimes mm-hmm. works are very creative, and uh, I- I'm I'm enjoying Midnight in Paris without, you know, uh, kind of addressing maybe some other things. Of so, course, that's yeah. a very that's a very good point. Yeah. Um. The the age old uh, maybe it's not age old maybe it's a it must be a relatively recent question. It's not age old. Yeah. The age new question of can we separate the artist from the man? Yeah. And um, people have different opinions on that. And I think it's totally fine. I, I've, I separate the artist from the person completely. Yeah. Um, in the sense that it, um, I, I, I don't stop enjoying a work of art mm-hmm. if i find out that the artist this was piece of shit. was yeah was not a moral person yeah it's a hard, it's a hard thing to broach but um i think it would have been nice to see this film in 2012 or whenever exactly it came out not knowing of anything well you know obviously and uh before I, yeah, you're you're right. Uh, yeah. If if that's an important thing to you, and if you and if, if it you, layers or if it films your vision, of, if you believe, you know, yeah, well, yeah. and also if you believe the accusations and all that kind of stuff, yeah. um, then that is uh, that's an important tent that could be applied to uh, what you're seeing. Yeah. The reason we're going to move forward probably. Right. No, I like having this discussion. Yeah. This is actually really good. It, because it, it seems like it should be addressed 
in some capacity. Sure, if you, yeah. if, if you think so, it doesn't bother me at all. I don't think so necessarily for me. Well, you brought it up. I brought it up because so I'm, we're here now. I'm I'm thinking that someone is like, isn't Woody Woody Allen a piece of shit? Probably, yeah. Well, hold on. So, uh, I and I've had to explain this. And many you're times. a bigger fan of him than oh, I I'm am. a huge fan. Yeah, I, I've so. had to explain this many times. Great, and I'll, I'll give my position because I've actually come across this discussion a lot. Okay. Um, I fully separate the artist from the man. Every time. Every time. Every time. Okay. Every time. I don't. I don't care if my if the artist whose work I enjoy is a good person. You like Hitler's paintings. You like his paintings. I've seen a couple. They're they're not they're, bad. They're not as bad. They're not. I don't know if they would get you into art school. Clearly, they didn't. Yeah. I think he probably should have found a safety school. Uh-huh. I don't think he should have gone to community college. Plan B shouldn't have been uh, the the National Socialist Party. Yeah. Plan that's what Plan D do, or Plan E. Do failed artists just start cults? I don't know. Jared Leto has a cult. I'm going to be in it. Really? Yeah. Jared Leto? I've never seen anything I thought he was good in. Really? I mean, I haven't seen all of his stuff. I haven't seen the Gucci movie yet, yeah. which I hear he's good in. But I don't know. I saw him be the Joker, and the, that was that, lame. That, well, I like and what also. Here's what I like. I don't care that if it's good or not. That's not what it's about to me. It's about the commitment and you just being insane. And I like artists that just go fully insane, even if it's bad. Well, there you go. Okay. Well, so continuing that that adds to my point, kind of, is that I don't expect the artists I whose work I enjoy to necessarily be good. And also, there's a big there's a big divide to necessarily be good as in good people, morally centered people. Sure. Um, to be fair, most artists, a lot of people are called to art because they are screwy in some sort of way. Uh-huh. They're, you know, um, people that feel the intense desire for artistic expression tend to be... Uh, Flawed. Tend to be, yeah, oddballs of some nature. Sure, yeah. Um, and also, there is a... There's a definite... The, the 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 thing that negates all of it is the fact that there's a definite um time there's a definite like cutoff point in the timeline like a redemption no okay what like, do you mean all the ninja turtles yeah the art the famous artists Raphael Donatello yep. Leonardo da Vinci Michelangelo Catholic Church Renaissance artists mm-hmm. were Definitely fucking boys. Yes, dude. Why is that such a thing? But not a single not a single person watching this podcast, not a single person out there anywhere is not gonna go see Michelangelo's David and, and if post they're in an Florence. Inst- yeah, and ta- and like post an Instagram photo. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the thing. You're gonna go see the Sistine Chapel. Yep. You're gonna go see David. You're yep. gonna go see the Mona Lisa if you're in Paris at the Louvre. Sure. Um these men so art outlives maybe the flaws you think 100 percent. yeah too, yeah yeah um you know we you, if you all of philosophical thought is based on you know greek thinkers like aristotle and socrates sure. or whatever and you know they had they they were doing shit that is considered immoral today absolutely yeah obviously you know ancient greece um you know young boys and all that kind of horse shit so it's the 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 fact that 
the the fact that it's so obviously easy to differentiate these old artists from their behavior and still appreciate their works means that we have to do the we have to make the tough decision sure to modern day separate artwork from an artist sure yeah that's my number of my that's my number one point of why I can still enjoy a Woody Allen film no problem my number yeah. two point is that he's innocent oh great well that's even yeah. better in my yeah. I think he's I think he's innocent I think the actually innocent I, I think he's kind of, I think it's yeah I think he's I don't think he committed. I would say I, I brought this up loosely because I know there is an allegation and I don't know the extent of it. I don't know anything. Um, but uh, it seemed to be like, let's just fucking get it out there and then we can fucking yeah. move on. You the know? reason I have this second sure. is that I don't really care if he's innocent. Sure. Because yeah. I, I could easily be convinced that he's guilty. Yeah. But number one still stands is that art and the man are different. Um, I think it's a little bit more gray for me. Um and I don't know that I've thought about it enough to actually have like a true opinion on yeah. it. But that's right. I'm, and I'm certainly not going to like. We don't have to get into it. Sure. The 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 reasons why I think he's innocent. What I think he's innocent of is I don't think he's committed a crime. Sure. I do think it's unusual and very weird. Uh-huh. And uh, to for him to be currently married to Soon Yi, who at one point was his wife's adopted daughter. Yep. Um. That's a. That's a very. That's an odd relationship. Mm-hmm. If you want to say creepy, I can't even fault you for that. Well, technically, but it's not a. I I don't think he committed a crime because she was of age, and it's just a matter of the heart thing. And the fact is, she's in her forties, and to this and day, together. To this day, she says he did nothing wrong. Oh, okay. And I believe her. Yeah. You know, which, I, but again, well, if he wrote this, this that, this movie, if we're if we can isolate it, just uh, to give some sort of like levity um this would have been written probably prior to a lot of that anyways oh for sure so yeah the the (laughs) the source material for this was much much earlier than his relationship with like mia farrow sure or anything which was the onset of of any of these that's the thing is real woody allen heads think that mia farrow um conditioned her children to yeah. Think these negative things about him because she was so devastated by his relationship with her adopted daughter, Sunyi. Yeah. Which again, it's not even. I'm not even saying she's. You know, I understand that's a wild thing to happen to you. And I, if you go, if you go nuts because of that, my the one last thing I'll say on this before we get to the actual meat of the film sure. is that the difference. The difference is, I'll I'll watch his movies and read his books forever. Yeah. If I think he's guilty, if I, if I think he's innocent and I see him walking down the street in Austin, I'll go up to him and say, I'll try to shake his hand and say, hey, I'm a big fan. Sure. If I think he's guilty and I see him walking down the street, I'm going to ignore him and not, I yeah. don't want I don't want to meet, I don't want to meet him personally. Sure. I don't want to associate him with, if I think he's a bad person. Yeah. But I will, but his films, his artwork are influential is is untouchable of course it's, yeah yeah and then i think that i think that way about every artist yeah yeah you know um so uh i don't know uh that i would say this is art that that courtney love movie where she plays uh uh flynn uh flint the assassination of uh what the fuck the penthouse guy 
I didn't see that one. Great movie. Great. Courtney yeah. Love killed Kurt Cobain. <laughs> oh, 100%. But that movie fucking rules, and yeah. she was a great actress for a period. She she gave a great performance in that movie. Uh-huh. The people... The, 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 the people versus Robert... F- the people versus Flint. Yeah. Robert Flint. I want to say Errol Flint, but I'm, I know it's Errol Flynn. I'm thinking of, I'm dumb. Also, I'm I... dumb. <laughs> um, let's get trash fans. Like movie titles or shows with like a random person's name in them. I'm like not a fan of like, I yeah. don't know for like, I, I, they just seem like very forgettable like pieces. But anyways, yeah. um, let's, let's move all past. Yeah, let's, let's move past all that and get into the meat of, Midnight in Paris, which is a masterpiece and... Absolutely a masterpiece. Absolutely. Woody Allen's highest grossing film. I would hope so. $150 million. Yeah. Which is not that much. Do we know the budget offhand? Do you know what it was? I don't know offhand. I'm sure it wasn't much. It couldn't have been much. There was no There was no effects or anything in it. No. The only... The, the costumes... Maybe Cost- cars, costumes, older and cars, cars costumes environments, nineteen twenties Peugeots. Yeah, that's, that's money heavy. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, but, I, it couldn't have been more than I'm going to say thirty million. Oh, and actors didn't get paid. Actors, the Woody Allen actors are Woody Allen does the same thing that, or Wes Anderson does the same thing that Woody yeah. Allen does, which is all his actors this get is paid art. the same. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. they're like, this is art. You're doing this because you want to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I kind of respect that. Um, yeah. yeah, what's his name? The guy that played Hemingway. Lost money, but he he wanted to he wanted to do it so bad. Well, like, he I'll, also I'll got do it. so many roles because well, exactly, of that. That's exactly yeah. It. He, and it's his only role where he has hair in because every other because that's a fake hair that he's wearing is Hemingway. Okay, hundred percent. But because he's naturally bald. What's his name? I don't remember his Corey name. something. Yeah, but he's like in every other show he was on. Uh, I think. Well, I think probably his bigger break was uh, uh, House of Cards. Netflix, which he did great in. Okay, I don't know if you saw. I that. never saw but it, but I mean, he got in a, a Disney villain role. He was the the villain of Ant Man. Same as yeah, yeah. Oh, he's okay. that's the same guy. So he the first Ant Man. Yeah, I vaguely remember. I remember oh, the bald dude, guy. Yeah, in I mean, he he got some roles out of that. It's not a it's not a remember it's not a memorable film. Yeah, um, House of Cards, another great example of great great work of art with a. Uh, Obviously, demonstrably bad artist at the helm. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the show is still good until mm. he leaves. Yeah, unfortunately. Everybody, that's unfortunate. Everybody but. hates that. Everybody doesn't, you know, doesn't like that last season. Yeah. Where the wife is in charge. <laughs> Damn, dude. This is a sexist-ass episode. Oh. Well, um, it's gonna get. Kidding. I'm sure she's great. Whoever her, whoever she is, I've never seen it. Uh, Robin Wright. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna say. You know what? She's actually very good. I'm, she's very good. I'm, I'm fucking woke as hell. I'm gonna say that's the best season of that show. The last and, season. Yeah, the yeah. last season. Anybody that doesn't is a sexist piece of shit. It's true. I mean, Robert Wright is. She's absolutely. That's incredible. the that's the best season of it because it's a woman in charge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so the a, movie. A, how I mean, how do we start? We start with Rachel McAdams being this emasculating yes piece, piece of, of shit, dude. I hate her, and you're supposed she's to. She's so good. Oh yeah, you're supposed to hate. We her. We talked about this on the last episode. Yeah, of Let's you're get supposed trash. to hate this woman. She's uh, you know, 
Janice Soprano vibes. Yeah. Uh, hateable. Just so like she viscerally, the way she talks to Owen Wilson makes you, inf- it, it infuriates And you. he's just kind of like the aloof writer that's just like, well, I don't know. Maybe this yeah, is, you know. he's a. Like at yeah. first you don't even know if like, am I supposed to hate her? Cause that seemed like, it's almost like when you're out with like a married couple and they're fighting, like the first argument thing that they bring up, you're like, is that, did that just happen? And yeah. then it just keeps happening. And you're like, Oh, they're fully arguing. They're fully not aligned. You know, that's a, yeah, you're And you know what? Because to be you, fair. I mean, that's the thing is it's, it's definitely presented. Obviously Owen Wilson is our protagonist. He's yeah. our, he's the guy we are. He's our you're fish out on of water. the team. Yeah, you're we're on with his him. team. We're following him. We're following him as this fish out of water yes. through these weird. It's his perspective things. the yeah. whole time. Yeah. There's my favorite. The probably the phrase I use more often than anything else is that there's three sides to every story. Yeah. Your side, my side, and the truth. Wow. Um. Yeah. I and so that's what that's what's. I mean, again, great about Woody Allen's writing. Obviously, we hate Rachel McAdams in this film. Yeah. But. If you think about it, at the beginning of the film, she's not wrong. Well, she's not. She's she's wrong, but she's not. She's not with the right person. She's dude. not crazy to be yeah. wrong. She, um, you know, she started dating this guy. He was a very successful Hollywood writer. Yeah, she uh, likes success. Like she's a superficial human, right? Okay, well that makes her sound worse than I was going to paint well, her as. That's not, but that's pr- not that's not a problem. No, you're, that's not a that's not an issue. Like that's that's what she's into. Her family is into money. Her family yeah. is into status. Like that's specifically her, her parents. And, yeah, her parents are brutal. Yeah, her parents brutal. like they are they are status people. What is her? Uh, her it, father's like a, a doing some sort internet, of internet. Bi- it's it's business yeah, bullshit. It's, there, it's ambi- it's, uh, it's amorphous internet. He's international businessman. They hate France, which is insane to me. Like they don't like they're annoyed that they're in France, and he's like, but it's beautiful. Yeah, like like look at the art, look at the culture, and yeah, they're just like Kurt. They're inconvenient. Whatever is it, Kurt Fuller? Yeah, I think the 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 dad, old bald guy, great actor. Yeah, um, yeah, he's you know. He's he's only in Paris because business. his American company has to do business with a French company, yeah. and all kinds. Which of he things. hates that already. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's like, I'm glad we, I'm glad we did this merger, but I'll be, I can't wait to get back to. Yeah, <laughs> literally a line. I can't That's wait to get you. back to California. Yeah, it's like, okay, calm down, dude. But yeah, I mean, you know, look, I, I can understand, I can understand better than a lot of people how a woman might feel in this situation. I pulled the same bait and switch on my girlfriend. Nice. I was, I, I had a job and then for the first year we dated and then we moved in together. And then after a year living together, like, I'm I an qu- artist. I quit my job to do music full time and she was out and she didn't No, She wasn't out. <laughs> okay. But she did not take it well. Yeah, dude. She took it better than Rachel McAdams. She didn't, you know, she didn't sleep with some other guy. Immediately. I, don't, I don't think I have no way of knowing yeah. for sure, but I, I, I'm my assumption is that she didn't, um, cause she's cool. But you know, I, I pulled that same bait and switch of like, Oh, you started, you, do you really love me though? You moved, yeah. you moved in with a dude that has a job and ha ha bitch. Now you live with a dude that's an artist. And you know, that's not, so that's, it's pretty, I don't know about forgivable just depending on how you handle it, but it's like, if you are that type of person, that's not going to work for you if you're dating like a true artist, right? 
Yeah. I, if you're not down for that shit. She was, yeah, you know, it, it took some adjusting. She yeah. was, you know, very nervous about, like, are we going to be able to do anything? Can you afford anything? All kinds of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, we made it work for however long and we made it work. now you have a podcast, dude. Yeah, and now I'm a podcast millionaire at the Jesus. here at the penthouse of the Chrysler Building in New York City. Oh, she looks so dumb. Yeah, I know. You you missed out on everything, uh. baby baby doll. <laughs> <laughs> We're leaning into it's not so. This is a 1920s movie, so yeah. we're we're being sexist as hell. Yeah, <laughs> we're being yeah. method sexist. Yeah, met, yeah, we're method yeah, podcasters. We're method podcasters now, <laughs> which is the first thing that's ever happened in a podcast. So that's you're welcome. Yeah, um, that's right, sugar tits. Yeah, <laughs> you missed out. Woo! We're really convincing people to watch this movie, and that's what I like. Because it's um, such a good movie. The movie speaks for itself. Yeah. Woody Allen's highest grossing movie. We're just talking. We're, this is not I'm not pushing people into watching this movie I'm just talking about it because I love it yeah and and as do you and also because I I need episodes I'm out of town for a, <laughs> any movie yeah I'll talk about anything you want to bring some home movies let's talk about your home whatever movies. you did um, um yeah so Rachel McAdams does a great job in this film um again a mass no, like what we had talked about what we talked about you, you hate her yeah, you you feel you feel for Owen, and it's the perfect because she's not until she until the middle or th- last third of the movie till the third act when it reveals that she cheated on Owen Wilson. Yeah, and then Wilson. she tells him to like not make it a big deal. Yeah, um, that's when that's when she that's the first like truly that's the first bad thing she does. Everything else before that is. Um, suggestive maybe yeah she's it's just that perfect it's just level not of cool nitpicky bitchiness yeah it's 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 but uncalled for not yeah. like oh like owen wilson's character is out of line it's a little much for sure it yeah it feels like too much she sucks and he's such a nice you know, he's a nice dude. Well, I mean, and to paint a picture for people who haven't seen the movie, this is a guy who's on the fence, who's a romantic. He's a screenwriter from L.A. who is working on a novel that he's passionate about, finally working on, like, a self-project that he wants to really, like, put himself into and is dating a girl that doesn't care about that and wants him to do what makes money. Right. She's and, mad that he quit his high-paying Hollywood job. He probably worked for fucking Marvel. Yeah. Or he probably exactly. He was probably doing punch ups. He was probably writing jokes for fucking Benedict Cumberbatch to spout off during a fight scene and making a hundred thousand dollars a year doing that kind of bullshit. Ruining the world. She doesn't want him, and her family thinks it's insane that he would choose maybe betting on himself on his own novel over this screenwriting job. That's the that's the premise of his character. Is this. He's kind of in a dilemma, right? I feel yeah, like, like, absolutely, and and he's also being completely romanticized because he's like by Paris, being in France, feeling wonderful, feeling yeah. like an artist. He lived in Paris when he was younger. Yeah, and just um, being spent, surrounded a by a there. bitchy ass family. And yeah, a, a purely a true like American, just full capitalist. Yeah, right? just the but idea born into money. Like fully, I would say like well, or Rachel McAdams, Rachel, Rachel McAdams for sure. But yeah. just the idea that like it, that there's that brief little scene. It's almost a, it's a it's a cut in. It's a very weird scene. It's from early in the movie 
Ray, um, Owen Wilson, Rachel McAdams, and then uh, Rachel's friend Paul. Yes, and and uh, who she eventually cheats on Owen Wilson with, and then his wife. They're all at they're all at Versailles. Yes, the first time they're at Versailles, there's a cut in. There's a there's a jump back to a scene where Owen Wilson, Rachel McAdams, and the mom mm-hmm. are shopping shopping, shopping for thrifting. furniture. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're furniture shopping. Yes, he's like, you should get this rocking chair for eighteen thousand dollars. And he's like, that's and it's an ugly chair, it which sucks. is which is the comedy of yeah, the chair. It's some dumb bullshit that that these that these you uh, could convince someone wasps, that's very rich that these that idiot wasps think is interesting. Yeah, and it completely sucks. Um. So and the mom and, is like, "Oh, you don't want to buy it? Well, cheap is cheap." Yeah, she's she's. So the mom is insulting him. The mom is more aggressively insulting him. And the girl, like his fiance, actually fiance, very engaged to be married, yeah. is insulting him. Yeah, well, she's but she's and she's more, she's less overtly insulting. Yeah, the mom is just outright saying, a "Oh, complete well, bitch." You know. But then it 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 that's a weird cutting because that. Doesn't really connect to anything before or after. Yeah. But then it cuts back to the Versailles scene. And then uh, Owen Wilson. Yeah. So he, but, he he lies about having read the, the yeah. Radon. Which I would have done the same thing. Of course. I can't wait to yeah. do that. I mean, okay. So here's the thing. So Rachel McAdams and Owen Wilson are an engaged couple. The family's annoying. She's annoying. So the most even more annoying thing is that. Rachel McAdams' friend from maybe college or some other time comes in the picture, and he's a total stud in her eyes. And he's got a girlfriend, and he knows so much about Paris. He's doing like a conference, right? Yeah, he's an intellectual. He's, he's guest an, lecturing at the Sorbonne. Yes, he's like he's, and so she's totally overtaken by this like guy. Owen Wilson is like this guy's like such a fucking douchebag. Yeah, she had but a she, big crush on him in college. Yeah, big crush and she which she admits to Owen Wilson and she is insistent that they both spend time with this man for some reason and his like girlfriend. Yeah, and his completely like ineffectual wife. Pretty much dumb wife. Yeah, like wife. like Well, she, not dumb, but she's just a She just doesn't she's a non-character. Yeah, she's a non-character that feels that you can tell Rachel McAdams could take the place of very quickly mm-hmm. like or that's what I picked up on and so imagine like like be, being invited to things Owen Wilson's like I don't want to do this I think we have plans and she's like no we're going goes with the pseudo intellectual and he's just basically mansplaining museums and art yeah. to them the whole time well and I mean it was such a great thing because obviously look if you're going to Paris as a traveler you should take the day trip out to Versailles yeah to see the palace. But Owen Wilson's character had lived in Paris before. Yeah. He's been to Versailles. He wants to wander. But he he doesn't love the what he loves about France. He doesn't love France. Yeah. He loves Paris. The 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 giant golden palace that some king built fucking 500 years ago, he doesn't give a fuck about. Yeah. He cares about the Parisians and their cafes and the, yes, the exactly. bookstores and the yes. writings and stuff like that. That's um, that's what is intriguing to him. Versailles is like fucking Disney World. I mean, I, you know, not that it's historical. It just has all the stuff. It's got it's it's covered in gold. It's all the statues. It's mm-hmm. a giant museum nowadays. It's just um, 
you know, it's it's interesting to see, and it's historically valuable if you care about history. But he's a guy that cares about the artwork and the the. He's, he, he cares about he cares he about cares vibes, a, as we're saying. Yeah, on, he's on just TikTok. Vi- he's just vibing out. He's and a he's a vibe. He doesn't want to listen to a guy explain the art like at him, and you know. Yeah. Like, um. So that guy Paul is the friend is completely pretentious. He's so infuriating. He's a piece of shit. It's a great performance by. Uh, you hate him too. Yeah. I hate him too. The whole time. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a wonderful. Very pretentious. Yeah. They talk about Owen Wilson behind his back. Maybe I could read his book and give him some oh, notes. Oh, and even he's talking shit to Owen Wilson and like little like yeah. he's like, oh yeah, oh you think this way? Oh, you're writing a book. Like he's kind of like just a cock, cocksucker the whole time. He's talking shit to Owen Wilson's wife when they're so yeah. The first time they split up, right? Owen Wilson goes on a walk on his own, gets lost. The reason he's not with his wife is because she went out dancing with this guy and his wife, dude. Red flags the whole time. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Uh, that's a good. You know what? You're right. That is a red flag. I would flag. say because I would gladly, I would gladly like, yes, please, bitch, go dance with somebody else, so I don't have to fucking deal with you for a few hours. <laughs> I guess that is a red flag. That's a red flag. Is it? That's a red. Is flag. Is that not a healthy? Well, thought? what does Owen Wilson say? That his book is about denial. No, the other guy says that. No, that- Owen Wilson says that. He says, well, well, Bertrand Stein says, like, I don't believe that he could think that his wife isn't cheating on him. And then he, Owen Wilson says that's because he's in denial. Oh, later on. Later okay. on in the movie. You're Sorry, right. I'm you know skipping what? No, ahead. That's right. So um, I've uh, earlier on when it, when when they're fucking shit talking Owen Wilson in front of his face. Yes. He's like dude. nostalgia. Like, that's just a that's just a, a denial. Uh, yes. A, a denial mechanism to escape. Your life that you hate, yes. And he just has to golden sit there age and, thinking, yeah. Or what golden is, age, yes. Thing. He's like, you just have to, you know, he has to sit there and take it while his well, wife. He said that's an interesting. Friend. It's an interesting phenomenon that that happens when someone. It is, it's called golden age thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Fucking very so rude and so yeah, shitty. Rude. Like that's the other thing. Where the fuck? When did people with money stop having? Man, I thought you all went to finishing school. You fucking pieces of shit. Basically, this guy is just trying to alpha. Owen Wilson and like Rachel McAdams is just loving it that he's doing this to Owen Wilson the whole time. Yeah. Like, and it's very fucked up and you're like, well, goddamn, I hope you, this motherfucker gets a win and he does. Right. Oh, he does. He gets like, the, and it's the win is called Leah Sidhu. Yeah. dude. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, that's, well, that brings me to one, the only question. I'm segueing to the next. The only part, question yeah. I wrote down. So obviously we're Go not gonna it. we're not gonna do a good job of like talking about this movie in order, but <laughs> of all the women in this movie, yeah, who's the hottest? Um, we okay. have Rachel McAdams. We have Leah Sadu. Yeah, and we have uh, Marion Cotillard. Is Leah Sadu the who I'm thinking with black hair? No, that's Marion Cotillard. Okay, who's, Cotillard. who are you thinking of? Leah Sadu is the is Scott Fitzgerald's wife, or who else? No, Leah. I no Leah. Oh shit! You know what? Now I'm now I'm not now I'm not sure. Le, I thought Leah Sadu was the um, the the shop owner. Oh yes, absolutely. That's number one. I would who say is, whoever sells him the record in modern times is the hottest one, and she's also in the French Dispatch. In the newest movie, really? Yes, dude. Hold on, uh, uh, um, let me let me look this up because I, 
once you said Zelda, I was like, "Fuck!" Now I'm. Con- well, she's they're both she's blonde. cute too. Yeah, they're 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 both blonde. So now I'm like worried that I'm. Okay, might while have- you look that up, I have to pee. I'm sorry. We gotta take a quick. All right, we'll take a, we'll take a quick break right here. I mentioned before that I was in Europe. It's not the first time that I was in Europe. I was in Europe many years ago with Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> Hemingway had just written his first novel and. Gertrude Stein and I read it, and we said that it was a good novel, but not a great one, that it needed some work, but it could be a fine book. And we laughed over it, and Hemingway punched me in the mouth. <laughs> that winter, Picasso lived on the Rue de Bach. He had just painted a picture of a naked dental hygienist in the middle of the Gobi Desert. <laughs> Gertrude Stein said it was a good picture, but not a great one. And I said it could be a fine picture. We laughed over it. Hemingway punched me in the mouth. I remember Scott and Zelda Fitzgerald came home from their wild New Year's Eve party. It was April. Scott had just written Great Expectations, and Gertrude Stein and I read it. We said it was a good book, but there was no need to have written it, because Charles Dickens had already written it. We laughed over it, and Hemingway punched me in the mouth. <laughs> and that winter, we went to Spain to see Manaletti fight. And he was looked to me 18, and Gertrude Stein said, no, he was 19, but that he only looked 18. And I said, sometimes a boy of 18 will look 19, whereas other times a 19-year-old can easily look 18. And that's the way it is with a true Spaniard. And we laughed over that, and Gertrude Stein punched me in the mouth. <laughs> After a brief hiatus, we had some video cut out, and we had a whole other thing. Hopefully, the video doesn't cut out again. If it does, I'm going to be putting a lot of uh, yeah. still images on the screen. I mean, and honestly, like like and share this stuff because it's not it's not easy like setting this stuff up and you know doing this stuff sometimes. So I know you, I don't know it's kind of an annoying part oh, of it, but yeah, no, yeah, please like, share this, you know, and like if you do like watch it, this and like tell your friends about it. Honestly, it's it's kind of a thing doing this kind of stuff. So it'd be it'd be a homey move if you shared it with somebody or gave it a like. Okay, and so we're anyway we're we're back to where we left off was talking about the hottest woman in this movie. Okay, uh, so here's your options. Okay, because I forgot about Zelda, but so Zelda played yes. by Allison Pill, great, who you might remember. I mean, great in this movie. You also might remember her as the drummer from Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I do remember her from that. Um, yeah, and then we have Rachel McAdams as Inez. We have, um, I mean, I'll put Carla Bruni as the museum guide, but. Uh, Leah, oh, Leah yeah. Sid, Leah Sadu. So, which one is Leah Sadu? Gabrielle. So she's the woman that she's the woman that works at the little shop that um, sells the in re- modern times. Yeah, she's the modern time. She's who Owen Wilson ends up with. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I'd probably go her. Uh, I'm going Kathy Bates, which is 
damn it, dude. That would okay. This everybody, everybody watching laughed out loud because that yeah. was a big funny reveal. Um, that's Gertrude Stein. <laughs> that's the bad guy from Misery. Okay, Kathy Bates. Okay. <laughs> I- I would love for us to go, like, we're on a double date, and you're with Kathy Bates, and you guys are just making out. And I'm just like, can you guys stop? We're getting tapas right now. We're on a double date. I'm with Kathy Bates. You're with Leah Sadu. I'm with Leah Sadu, and we're like, guys, they won't stop yeah. fucking each well, other in the tapas restaurant. Well, first of all, I don't think that would even happen, because I think Leah Sadu would be too busy asking Kathy Bates for acting tips, Yeah, because Kathy Bates is one of our best actresses who doesn't get the respect she deserves. People always talk about Meryl Streep and yeah. uh, and who's the other one? Helen Mirren as like one in two uh-huh. of woman actresses. But Kathy Bates should be in that conversation of top three. I'm going to disagree with you. Really? Yeah. I feel like she's always waiting to speak her line. Even in this movie. Interesting. And I will, won't elaborate. Okay. <laughs> Then I won't I won't press you on it. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna have to rewatch a bunch of Kathy Bates shit. I think she's see fine. If I agree with that. I think she's fine. Okay. Um moving on. All right. Fair enough. Uh, you know what? I don't have enough I don't know enough about stars to dispute that. Well, uh, I, I don't my every time I, see, I feel like I see her in a film, I feel like she's waiting to read her line. Like she's anticipating she's like, Okay, now it's time to say it. Like I, I don't know. Like that's just my okay small observation. No, you might maybe be right. not a good one. I'll have to re. I'll have to. I'll revisit that. Yeah. Um. So, obviously, for those who don't know this film or haven't seen it, Owen Wilson. Tons of hot chicks. Yeah, it's 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 a movie about being hot. <laughs> it's a summer flick. No, I don't. <laughs> Marianne Cotillard, who plays Adriana, is also. Absolutely stunning. I mean, I mean, this movie is stacked with uh, just incredible act- actresses and actors. Yeah, I mean, all everybody actually, it's a great performances every all around. I think um, uh, Owen Wilson travels through time. He gets picked up. Okay, let's not glaze over that. We're no, we're getting into it. So the magic of the movie. Okay, Owen Wilson is. He, you know the the whole thing is like okay he's an artist he's doing his own thing he's on the fence his his girlfriend is bitchy his parents her parents suck and you're like why is this what is this guy doing is kind of what i'm thinking he is so Inez decides to go dancing right mm-hmm. with the fucking with paul and the uh, dickhead yeah paul the and dickhead he said, and his wife i'm going to go for a walk he, and he he he's he's doing some shit on his lonesome yeah right He's, he kind of is stumbling. He's a little wine drunk. And then all of a sudden, he gets to a corner and a car, a very old car approaches. And then some people get out of the car and they're like, come on, come have a drink with us. Come on, come on. And he's like kind of drunk. And he's like, what? I don't know. Yeah, a 1920s Peugeot. Yes, like a very like eclectic, like old car. And he's just like, what? I don't know what's going on. He gets in the car and he accidentally travels through time. This was not intentional. And... It gets so cool at this point because even you're, I was confused. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? He's with these people and they're dressed differently. And he starts to, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to get into it too quickly because it's so no, cool. We'll get into it. He, it takes him a while to realize because he starts meeting these people. He meets 
a woman who introduces herself as Zelda. Yes. And I think he, that's the first realization. And then he's like, want to meet my husband, Scott? He's like, hi, I'm Scott Fitzgerald. And he's like, okay, I'm, I'm at a... He's thinking, obviously... He's at a costume I'm party. I'm at a costume party, yeah. a theme party, some kind of horse shit. Um, and, but he realizes everybody's sincere, and they go to a different bar... And then they go to a different place, and they eventually so end up meeting Hemingway. He's essentially partying with his literary literary idols, is what he's saying. Like, he's hearing music from the past that he is very in love with. He's meeting people that he thinks is a oh, costume yeah. party. Cole Porter was his first. Cole cute. Porter. Cole Porter was at the piano. Yes. So, like, imagine meeting, going back and meeting your heroes partying with them so he's on and i don't want to give everything away almost because i want people to watch this movie but he's on this journey of like pursuing his passion and writing a book and also meeting his influences at the same time and going back in time partying with them yeah like going on like these little adventures right pretty powerful pretty cool Hemingway is absolutely hilarious. Yeah. In this, like, I love Hemingway. Hemingway is great. Honestly, Owen Wilson has the best performance of the entire film because he has, he's, he does such great nuanced thing. I wrote one thing from what I was watching last night was uh, Hemingway, the first time he's talking to Hemingway, Hemingway goes, Do you box? Yeah. The first and, he's like, And Owen Wilson goes, No, no. And then he, like, he, he does a face like he's thinking about it. He obviously doesn't. Yeah. But he doesn't want to just, he doesn't want to so quickly be like, no, I don't box. I'm a pussy in front yeah. of Hemingway. Yeah. So he, he goes, no, no. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. No, no not really. No. Yeah. He, yeah. he does that thing he's in the very middle. Owen Wilson. He does yeah. that thing. In the, I mean, that's, uh, he's copying Woody. You know, that's a Woody Allen characteristic to. I guarantee that was in. Think about yeah, it. Wood, but yeah. yeah to think he, about the question. Yeah. To think about it. He said he's honest up front. And then he has he puts that thing in the middle. Like, should I? Change it so that he thinks I'm cooler. And decides to be honest. And he ends up being yeah. honest at the end. <laughs> yeah, that's very funny. But it's two seconds and he goes through that entire parabola of emotions and it's so funny. Well, the two, that is acting. Oh, yeah. Like, because Owen Wilson is so good at playing, like, doesn't have to be an alpha, but is still the most interesting guy in the room. You know what I mean? Oh, he's great. Like, very incredible. Yeah. Where Hemingway, I don't know. All the Why characters is- are played very well, you know, and like... Adrian Brody is in this fucking movie. Adrian Brody's awesome. He plays Salvador Dali. Great. I mean, there's just like, you have these like, you have writers, you have artists, you have musicians from this very like interesting period of time, which I'm sure Woody Allen is like infatuated with. Yeah, of course. Which is the theme of this movie. But also like, we haven't even touched on this. The soundtrack to this movie is absolutely lovely. Yeah. The whole time it's just like romantic and beautiful and the the imagery is like cool, you know. That's actually not that unique because every Woody Allen movie is kind of Is that way, right? Yeah, they all have that. Okay, that's his theme. They all have that old time jazz. I like that. Music. I like that. Yeah. Like uh, anything else, which was the, which was a 2002, 2003 Woody Allen movie with Jason Biggs and Christina Ricci. Yeah. Had this same soundtrack. What? What movie is that? Anything else? It's great. Okay. It was not... It's Jason not, Biggs from American Pie? Yeah. And Christina Ricci. Christina Ricci, yeah. Okay. Uh, Woody Allen thought... When he cast Jason Biggs, he thought Jason Biggs was Jewish. Yeah, he, Cause, cause he, he has was, Jewish cause energy. He, yeah, because he was a nervous kid in American Pie. So like, okay. Woody Allen's like, oh, this kid's Jewish. Let me put him in my movie. And then he met him and worked with him. And he's like, oh, he's not. It's a great movie. Great movie. It's not beloved. It's not one of the... But I love every Woody Allen film. Sure. And... 
even the bad ones are better than anything else that's yeah seen, but anything else is a great a great one but same type of movie he always has old jazz or ragtime type stuff um uh, as his soundtrack for everything. okay it, it fits more his appropriately theme. the 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 1920s aesthetic of paris yeah oh it fits very well but it but he has that rainy day in new york which uh, has the same type of soundtrack. Sure, that's the newest one with Timothy Chalamet and um, uh, Selena Gomez. Great fucking film. Great, great yeah. film. That's the that's the film that got me in love. And longtime viewers will know. Yeah, with Tim with Timothy he got me in love Timmy. with Timo. Yeah, yeah, that's T- your man, Timo Shally. I mean, he's, my he, boy. he's he's on the up and up. You know, he's doing well. He's our best. He's the he's the best actor we have. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think he's the best right team. now. Family Guy. Or also, did you see Green Knight? I haven't seen Green Knight. Okay. Well, uh, there's an actor in there that's also in the Internals. Do we need to pause? No, it's all right. Okay. How's it going? I'm Jimmy. Hi. Nice to meet you. Hello, everybody. That's Melissa and Farage. Melissa, Farage. Jimmy, Jimmy, nice to meet you. Yeah. We're going to be yelling in here. We're recording. That's all right. This is all so, going on the pod. I hate yeah, editing. No, this will go on the pod. Um, yeah, it's fucking great. Um, what were we, what were we talking about? What's great? Hang on. I don't remember. Shit. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Then let's get back to the. I movie. didn't know if that was a break in or if that was your roommates, but I was a like, break in. If this is the break in, this is the hottest break in I've ever seen. <laughs> like those two people are beautiful. Like I'm like, I hope these hot people are stealing all of your things because I'm not calling the police. <laughs> um. That's a, that's very. Funny. I was like getting my money out. I was like, here you go. Let's figure out. All right, let's figure out where we're going from here. Because we could just we could just talk about. I don't. We don't necessarily need to talk about like the plot of this movie. That's true. Um, Owen Wilson goes back in time. He meets his heroes. He, yeah. He gives his book to Gertrude Stein. Yes. She gives Dude, him. Imagine that. She gives him like notes on his novel. Like his. He's like so in, excited that like Gertrude Stein's gonna read his book. Yeah, you know, like who's your like favorite in like music influence? Imagine giving your music to that person in their prime. Like that's yeah. insane. That's such a cool, fun idea to like explore in that's, a movie. That's the one question I had written down. Really, well, I had re- I wrote down two questions. One, yeah. who, one, who's the hottest chick? I, <laughs> that's number one. Because I'm a that's, dude. Yeah, and that's the yeah, first yeah, thing of I course. think of. Yeah, yeah. Number two, as an artist. So obviously nostalgia, this whole nostalgia mindset. Yeah. Owen Wilson wants to go back to 1920s Paris. Where are you gonna go? What's your era? Johnny Cash? Really, yeah. Johnny Cash. So what's that? The 60s? Um, 50s? Well, 70s? actually, that's so tricky, man. Because Johnny Cash has so many different eras of like highs and lows. Um, I would say 1992 Johnny Cash. Yeah. You want old man Johnny Cash? Yeah. Cuz then he's clean and he's writing very good music. He's he's wise at that point. He's like had divorces and like lost money, gained money, had a lot of failures. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> 
that's an answer I would have never expected in 1992 Johnny Cash. Well, I think he I think he recorded American in 97, so may, honestly maybe 97 might actually be the better year for Johnny okay. Cash. Yeah. But if you if you want me to choose a further one, I can. No, I don't. I I want you to be. I want you to live your that, truth. That's doggy. my first. Well, that's my first. I want you that's to be my honest. first answer. I have other answers. No, but your answer is your answer. You don't get. Other that's my answers. first answer. What other answer do you have? Okay, so a different artist. Uh, no, I'm I, I'm asking more about an era. Oh, a specific era. Because Owen Wilson goes back to the twenties, and then the whole point, or not the whole point, but. The, yeah, because uh, I chose a person. I would say he, yeah. he goes back to the twenties because that's where his that's where his artists live, and he's in love with that era. Yeah, what he realizes is that everybody else was kind of right about him because he meets Marion Cotillard or Cotillard. Yeah, um, and she wants to go back to the eighteen eighties. Sure, she's from the twenties, and Adriana, she's from the twenties, and she's obsessed with the eight with the eighteen eighties. Okay, um, and then they go even further back to meet. Um. Who? Oh, Degas, that's right. You yes. Know, whoever the fuck. Okay. And 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 she's obsessed, and he doesn't care. Okay. Yes. So he becomes infatuated with a woman. To paraphrase, mm-hmm. in an older time, and he's like, "Fuck, I have a fiance, but I'm so infatuated with this woman." Well, she's interested and can travel back in time, which is very interesting. Well, with to a him, further place. It, she does that with him. She, so they both go him, back to a further place. Yeah, they, they both go back to so the his crush 1800s in the 20s is like him. Is just like him. She has the nostalgia gene. And the same time traveling capacity that he does. So he goes with her almost inception style. Like back right? Like yeah. back into a further time with him. Uh-huh. And she has almost the same I don't want to say flaw, but condition of like yeah you could say flaw because that's that's the real that's the realization of the of the movie that's the realization for owen wilson's that i have to live in the moment time could be better well the different time is not gonna make my life better yeah that everybody feels this well that's the realization but the dilemma is for both of the characters is that a past time could have been better a past era that's the thing is better yeah. But but he doesn't understand that about her. Yeah. Which is what makes him realize, oh, other that people about himself. other people don't understand that about me. Yes. If I can if I can not recognize this in her, how could you love the eighteen eighties yeah. when you live in the nineteen twenties and it's the best? Because she already lives in a time that he wish he was in. He idolizes. Yes. And and So that could be your time. That's right. That's his that's the setting wherein he realizes like, oh, the same thing she feels, I feel, and the same way I don't understand how she feels. Yep. Other people don't understand how I feel. Yeah. Um, that's the. That's his like. Art. That's almost the closing point yeah, of his art. It kind of is. Yeah. Because he leaves the 1880s to go back to the 20s and then back to modern day. Absolutely. Uh, because yeah. of that, um, even though he is. You know, whatever you want to say, in love with this girl, mm-hmm. which how could you not be? Because she's oh fire. stunning, yeah, yeah, absolutely gorge, stunning. yeah. Hashtag gorge, yeah. Personality wise, uh, everything, absolutely stunning. Oh, she's great, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's the you know again that's his turn. That's such a great like uh switch. That's that's a great way for a character to kind of make that realization. Is he finds somebody else with his same problem? Yeah, and he—that's how he diagnoses himself—is through 
yeah. somebody else. And they're attracted to each other too. So they both have like kind of this back and forth thing going yeah. on, right? And they have like the same problem but can never be together. Right. She wants which him, is like she wants him the to most stay. romantic thing. She wants him to stay and, he's like, Fuck and, this. and watch her talk to Freud and talk to like other old timey guys and he's, and he's like, like fuck I don't this shit care yeah. about that i like the 20 i like your time and she's like i don't like my How time could you like that and he's like fuck is my time where i'm supposed to be right yeah it's kind of the the you know the the bow tie i guess so that's a, that's a great i mean you know such a fun and interesting like well that's why i like the movie is the takeaway Mm-hmm. That's really uh, the music. I like the humor. There's a lot of great humor in the movie. Oh, it's hilarious. It, yeah, it's very like most, funny. Like most Woody Allen movies, it's romantic. The writer. It's a great. It just looks good. The story's good. The characters are interesting. But the takeaway for this movie is really why I like this movie. Like, what's your takeaway? My main takeaway from Midnight in Paris is, is or the main one. I think there's a, a couple, at least two, that I have. One we were just talking about, about being in your time and like doing things very well for yourself and not romanticizing things too much and like being active in your time is maybe the second one. But the first one is, are your relationships that you have around you conducive to what you're passionate about? Okay. Because okay. His, his, he's closing the door on Rachel McAdams and her family to say, fuck you guys. I like writing novels. Right? Yes. And I like closing doors on bad relationships. I agree. Yeah. Um, that's, you know. And maybe that's not a main takeaway. No. But I like that. I mean, that's the kind of thing that will help you in your life. Yes. Because I like that revelation. I was like, oh, yeah. He's saying, fuck these people. I don't know if it necessarily helped me. Maybe it's actually been a hindrance. But sure. it is something I've done in my life. Because I've never dated a woman when I wasn't like a professional, I mean, other than like my high school girlfriend. Sure. But since I got to college, I've been a professional musician Mm -hmm. and I've never not made that a mainstay of my, like your personality Well, not even personality, but a mainstay of of, of my time commitment. Sure. To the point where, you know, for example, with my last girlfriend, our first date was at, she came to one of my shows. I invited her to see me play. Yeah. And it and so you you have to set that precedent right away. I agree. That's that's what Owen Wilson did. I agree. Do. Owen Wilson switched up. Yes. But I set that you set that precedent right away of like she's like why are you always leaving town playing shows? I was like hey, our first date was one of my shows. Don't act like this is some surprise like to a new you. Thing. Yeah. This is what I do. You have to you have to set that expectation right at the top. Um. And, or or they won't understand or be okay with it, and it's the you know, um, that's what Owen Wilson didn't do. He like yeah. switched up on her. Uh, but he, you, have, he, I guess he did, and I hadn't really thought about it. like he kind of did, or kind of was like yeah, he bait and switched her a little bit, a little bit. I would say like, and there there's definitely like some of that happening. Um, but I think it's a very revealing film, and I actually recommend this movie specifically. Mm-hmm. Usually, when people are like always complaining about someone that they're with, like you should watch Midnight in Paris. Really interesting. Y- yeah, because it's one of those like, am I with somebody that's conducive to what I really want to do? It's kind of one of those like natural like uh, prescriptive like movies where it's like, do I fuck with this person at all? You know, 
Like, it's kind of one of those. Like, that's kind of what it made me think of. Like, this person is not helping me, and I'm not helping them. Okay. Yeah, that's a great that's a great point. I never and I've seen it a lot. I, you know, what, I've, I've seen this movie a lot. I've never had a friend come to me with relationship problems, and I was like, "You should watch fucking." That's what you, I. That's my answer. I'm like, you should, you should watch, watch Total Recall. You should, <laughs> you should watch Spy Kids. Him, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you should. You should check out. Yeah. You should check out. Have you seen Cars too? <laughs> <laughs> you should check out Blood Diamond. I mean. A movie can say a lot more than I could say just from the romantic experience of it. But there's been times where like I've seen people go through a breakup and I have legitimately recommended that movie because I'm like, I think you'll watch this movie and realize like you were not with the right You're person. You're just rampaging. I'm You're just, destroying people's relationships just with this movie. home wrecking people You're with this movie. You're just home wrecking. Yeah, dude. Don't be with a fucking somebody that isn't good for you ever. I will not apologize Folks, for that. settle. Just do whatever you can. Settle and make yourself settle be happy. Settle for the first fool. If anybody can stand you, I promise they're the only one. Yeah, because so no, everybody it. else hates you. Just take take whatever you can get. Yeah, because you're not worth it. Learn. Here's the real lesson. Jimmy's a young idealist. <laughs> Jimmy believes in true love. Yeah. It doesn't happen. Just if, if, you, can, if you can tolerate somebody. Yeah. That's why India has the lowest divorce rates. They Damn. get they get married, they they pick their husbands at ten, and they just have to live with that person forever. I mean, guilt does kind of work in a relationship. Like, dude, if you divorce, your family's gonna be so ashamed. Like, oh, for sure. I, mean, I, just I don't watch, have that. You know, like, my my mom's been divorced five times. Like, my family loves divorce. Who? Dude, my family. Your mom's been divorced five times. My grandpa's been divorced five times. My grandpa got married five times. Dude, my family loves divorce. Like, there's no guilt. Like, and if there was, then that's, I wouldn't think the way that I did. That's do. why, wait. You know what I mean? So, yeah, my grandpa, my grandpa, I've always joked, my grandpa started the divorce trend in this country because he got married five times. It to, seems fun. He People got married make five times to four different women. He married the same one twice. Okay. They've done that too. So, that's, your family? that's un, not uncommon, I feel. Wild. Like. Yeah, dude. Absolutely not uncommon. That should be uncommon. It seems expensive. I give nobody a second chance. Yeah. <laughs> Not right. once you we're done. You shouldn't. It's I like, mean, it's kind of a self-respect What are we going to learn? You know, again, that's the thing. He was like in his 50s both times he married the, like the same woman. I think I'm guessing. I don't really yeah. know. Maybe 60s. I don't know. But it's either way, it's like, come on, dude. Uh, what are you, you know... Are you a different person at 68 than you were at 62? either of you. No, you stop being a different person at 37. You stop being a different person at 21. I don't know, The day you learn how to drink, you're done. (laughs) That's who you are. Yeah, it's dialed in. The day you start drinking, that's who you are forever. I I started drinking when I was 15. I think I have a little bit of room to grow, but not much. You know what I mean? And I'm 30. Like, there's no way I'm going to change that much more about my thinking. Like maybe a few things I can, you know, I can lean on, but I'm saying, I'm thinking 37. I'm pretty much dialed in. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you're, I'm pretty, you're done. I'm done. Yeah. You know, like very, I don't know, man. Yeah. You're an old ass man. You're wearing uh pearl snap shirts and Dude, feather hats. I'm wearing <laughs> shit. That's literally from when I was born. You think I don't have my shit already like fucking dialed in? Yeah, you've got yeah. it. You're not. There's no. There's, there's no, no. There's not a lot. Jimmy D's not changing his style. I ain't changing. Nobody's changing. Yeah. Which is why Owen Wilson and Rachel McAdams need us break up. Yep. Because they just they're incompatible. 
And that's that's what I like about the movie. It's yeah. like, and then Woody Allen does a very nice thing. I don't think it's super realistic, to be honest with with you, mm-hmm. but finding the hottest girl in the world that's selling him so old timey ha- shit that he loves. He happens to be in the middle of the movie, be buying. He sees a or is hearing a Cole Porter album. There's a very cute girl at the little thrift stand, uh-huh. and she just happens. He he, you know, romanticizes about walking in the rain. The last scene, very huge spoiler. Um, the last scene, he sees the same girl, and she also likes walking in the rain too. So it has like a very movie ending of like him, like, oh, well, here's this potential girl because he's wanting to move to Paris and possibly live there, and like, here's this girl that's very cute and like likes old shit like he does for some reason, you yeah. know, like. It's no, a nice. Honestly, for a movie, it's a nice way to end. It feels nice, like because that shit only happens in movies. So that's like fucking nice, right? Like yeah. that's cool, you know. Yeah, no, it works out. I mean, luckily he gets to go immediately from one serious relationship to he's like presumably another one. Very clearly, forties, and she's like twenty two, but that's fine. Is she that young? She looks very young it's in the movie. France. It's, it's France. Yeah, they she doesn't care. give a fuck, and she's like, I love walking in the rain, and he's like, I do too. <laughs> Let's briefly, briefly talk about Gad Elmaleh. Okay, who's, who's that? He's the French Jerry Seinfeld. As a matter of fact, Seinfeld brought him to America really? as like a stand-up. Yeah, okay. Seinfeld loves this guy. I never... He's not that funny, but he was the detective. He was the private detective. Ah, that, yes. That, the, yes. The, the, that goes way hired, too far back well, in the time. The dad hired him to follow... Uh, Rachel McAdams' dad hired him to follow Owen Wilson. Yeah, and he has to go, he goes back in time, and then he accidentally goes too far. Yes, and gets executed, or suggestively yeah. executed. Yeah, he's stuck, he's stuck in Versailles in like the 1400s. Yeah, and they're like, who the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, that's very they funny. Just... Elmaleh was great in that, um, you know, Seinfeld did his best to import him to America, and America just said, yeah, suck it, you know, we don't care about your nonsense. But, whatever, he's a nice enough guy. Yeah, I didn't even know he was a comedian. Oh yeah, he was—he was like an impressionable actor in that movie. He's but. France's biggest stand-up. I did not know he's that. He's there. He's there. Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, they think they howl. He's like God. He, well, he's—he's he's just like he's their observational like. Ooh, did you ever notice that in France we Don't like we to, all do this? We do this. Yeah, yeah. And everyone is like, "Oh my God, I can't believe you're saying." I, you know, we do do that. Everybody, every country in the world is. 20 years behind the America and like stand up comic. That's a bummer. Comedy. That's a bummer. Um, which is it's fine, but it's just so th- we could do stand up in like any other country, probably. I have never America. done, I'm not a stand up at all. But I would never do stand up. I moved, if I moved to Australia or England or France, you I would, would kill it. be the best one that yeah. they have. If I moved to England, I would be number two to Ricky Gervais. I could see that. That's, yeah, I could see that. And I've never done it at all. But would I'm, you use an accent or no? No, I would just be American. You'd, yeah. You know, it, just being an You're American. You're just like, hey, we eat a lot of cheeseburgers, don't we? And then it just kills. Yeah. Yeah. Just just being an American makes you better than everybody but Richard Gervais in England. That's actually true. Yeah. yeah I would be better at Australia's best. And then imagine being from Texas, too. Like, imagine how oh, yeah, I... I love that. Oh, dude. Yeah. Imagine how... I'm like a prince, dude. <laughs> You're a prince. I'm, I literally... I'm, I wake up and I'm like, I'm a prince. And then I brush my teeth. And then I make some coffee. You say that every day? Every day I say, I'm a prince. I say it in my head just a little bit. That's very funny. <laughs> That's more like you. I think you should go back to the family business if you're trying to feel like a prince. I could. You go, yeah. 
you're you've kind of stepped away. You know what? You're in your I've stepped away. Speaking of Timothy Chalamet, yeah. have you seen The King? I have seen The King. You're I've like King. you're like Timothy Chalamet exactly. in The King. You yeah. stepped away from the business. Uh huh. You're just living in the streets, doing audio. You're building. You yeah, know, dude. Building dude. microphones. Doing building. Doing artistic daytime work. Doing bullshit. <laughs> and then and then in a couple of years, you're going back to take over the kingdom when you have to. I think I will, man. I think I will at any point. That's and, another. And, and you'll know when I took over the kingdom because like because you'll be done doing the podcast. No, I'll still do the podcast, but. I'll just have, you know, I'll, I'll be wearing like silly jewelry. Like, you know what I mean? I'll have like, like a very, like, I'll just have a nugget of gold on a bracelet. Like, I won't be coy about it. Like, you'll know when I'm there. You know what I mean? Like, I'll have like, like a just jade. Un- unpolished yeah, gold. Like unpolished you're gonna have uncut gold. gems. You're yeah. going to have uncut gems Yeah, on I'll your just shit. like a diamond on my knee. Like a knee strap with a like a huge rock on it, like it'll be very obnoxious and not chill, you know. Like it'll be like not cool at all. That's awesome. All right, let's wrap it up, uh, Jimmy. Where can the folks find you? Uh, okay, Sleepy Cowboy TX is uh, my solo project Instagram, and Bad Thrillers TX is my band, and Danger Junior PR is uh, my comedy podcast. Yeah. Very cool. That's the plug. Thanks again for helping me out. Of course. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't get too far into, uh, but I'm going to be playing, maybe in that section in the middle, I'm going to be, I'm going to put up that clip of uh, Woody Allen's stand-up talking about um, Hemingway and Gertrude Stein and all that kind of stuff. Very funny. So you all can see where the influence comes from for this great, great movie. Um, anyway. Find when me. is when is this being released? This will probably be released uh, June second next week. Yeah, next Thursday. Okay, so I'm playing this weekend then June fourth at a uh, art festival. Okay, and here in Austin. Yep, Hill Country Galleria. Uh, oh, com- nice in Bee Caves. Yes, beautiful. Absolutely, I'm playing an art festival. Great state, Sleepy Cowboy. Um, so yeah, come out if you want to hang. Yeah, June fourth. June fourth. June fourth. Ten, ten a.m. June fourth. Ten a.m. Spend all day there. Family, bring the family. Bring the family. Hill Country Galleria, great stage in the middle of that mall. Check oh, out yeah. Sleepy Cowboy. Let's go. All right, folks. Thanks so much. Adam Tazo Drums. Let's get trashed. Pod. This is Let's Get Trashed in the Can. <laughs>